right, welcome to another episode of Talk That Talk. Very happy to be back. I know we didn't do last week. Um, I'm tired. I got Brandon here with me, and whatever, you know, when you're tank running on E, whatever is past that, that's where I'm at. I am. You feel like you always on that. I am another level of tired between, like, trying to catch up in school and writing this fucking thesis, this thesis paper. No, that's not what it's called. What's it called? should be your thesis. That's what it's called? Yeah. Oh, so I got twenty page paper, 20-page long paper, and we got to go through all these revisions and all this other shit, and I'm just tired. No, I'm not bullshit on my papers. But it's supposed to be over 20 pages. He was like any, anywhere from 18 to like, I want to say 25. You ain't get 25 pages out of me, player. But, yeah, I'm just really tired. And then I don't want to say like starting to think about jobs because I've always I've always known for a long time this is what I want to do. But um, like actually getting ready to apply for jobs, like I'm on my fourth revision of my fucking resume because I've had like a bunch of people look at it and they've given me all kinds of tips and stuff. So just like getting ready to do that, that's that's stressful and scary too because I don't want to be sitting a year waiting for a job, you know what I'm saying? And, yeah, so that's where I'm at with it. I'm super tired. Um, but I feel like you're doing it the right way, like while you're like still in school, you're applying, which is smart instead of just waiting until you graduate. Because things will take time, especially during COVID right now. Yeah, I went to apply for a job in North Carolina the other day, and they told me, um, like, one of the questions was like, "Do you have a bachelor's degree?" They didn't give me a they didn't give me a box to explain, so I put no. But it was like, it was like the question was, "Do you have a bachelor's degree in like a related field?" Uh, answering no will disqualify you. I was like, "Why you didn't say yeah? You will have it." By the time they get to it, you're going to have it. I mean, I didn't finish it because, like, the page kept refreshing. But I was like, ooh, leave a box. But I think, like, these job applications or requirements is too much for, like, not enough pay. You want me to have a bachelor's, if not a master's, for a job that don't pay me, don't pay me enough to get out of school debt. Like, that don't make sense. I'm I not going to I'm a not, factory I'm, and make hella money. I'm not taking a nine to five. And... Being being a parole officer is dangerous work. I don't want to. I don't want to undersell that. Um, I'm not taking twenty eight. Like a lot of jobs are twenty eight, thirty, thirty one thousand dollars a year. No, no, I'm not taking that. That's so sad. I'm like four years of four years of college, two years at a two years at a community college, two years at a private institution. You think you think I can survive? I can. I can. I, I make that now. Slinging like working working these jobs I work now, but I didn't I didn't go to college for thirty thousand dollars a year. I could stay where I could stay where I'm at, and, and over the next year make thirty four, thirty five. And that's why a lot of people are like starting their own businesses and stuff because it's hard out here surviving. Like if you got one job and only one job, it must pay you really well because damn near everybody got to have two jobs these days. Unless you like a doctor or like in those type of careers but like I do social services so I make enough to to make it but if I want to do anything else I need another job 
And I feel like that's where, like, a lot of people are. That's why a lot of people, like, quit, will be quick to quit a job, which I understand because I don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. I don't give a damn. You ain't going to pay me right. You ain't going to treat me right. It's not worth my time. It's not worth my energy. It's not worth my effort. I'm, I'm out. I got no problem quitting a job. But we can't do that as much as we want to these days as you get older because you got to have, like, you bounce. I bounce around from job to job. Pretty much a lot. I feel like on my resume, and when I got my most recent job, she's like, but you don't stay at jobs too long. And I'm just like, I don't want to be miserable. Like, it's real. I can learn real quick whether I'm going to be happy in this job. Then. I'm going to tolerate the jobs I got now, but 2022, bitch, I am leaving. I've been told the motherfucker, yeah, I was just looking for the right fit in these and me and these companies just didn't align with our interests. That's they, what I would have told the motherfucker. They don't want to hear that though. They want to be like, "You are inst- like you're unstable. You can't stay at one job for more than a year." Bitch, you know how much bullshit these jobs have you go through. And I'm just like, I don't do the politics. I don't. I'm very straight to the point type of person. And these jobs just be having me fucked up. And I'm like, I got rent. I got a car. I got expenses. <laughs> I'm like, y'all lucky. But as soon as that three pay period month come. Bitch, I'm using some of my built-up time. Sick, vacation, whatever. Yeah, I, I keep I keep seeing, like, these tweets that are like, oh, you're supposed to take your vacation time, your sick time, all that time. All that comes with the job. You're supposed to use that. Then I saw this thing. Um, it might have been on Twitter. It was like this guy was working overseas. I want to say in, like, England or France or something, somewhere where they have universal health care. And he was sick, and then he wanted to come. He wanted to go to work. Uh, and then, like, one of his coworkers was like, why don't you just stay home? And he was like, I don't know how many sick days I have. And she just looked so confused. Like, People we do, we just <laughs> don't come to work if we're sick. Like, sick days is not a thing here. Yeah, like, the all the sick time, vacation time, like, the maternal leave, maternity leave, like, overseas, their healthcare system and, like, the benefits of their workers, not everywhere overseas, but, like, in Switzerland, like, they have really good systems over there compared to U.S. where we're driven by, like, money so and pro- productivity. So if you, like, lack on those two things, you're really going to suck and, like, be miserable and your company is not going to utilize you to your full potential. So that's why I'd be like, I'm not going to – that's my favorite saying is stay in your pay range. Like, right now I'm feeling hella overwhelmed, but I'm just like, it's okay because I got a vacation coming up. Um, I'm done working at five some days, or some days I do longer days so I can have off Friday because I don't fuck what you say. I'm not working over 40 hours. If I can get that done in four days, I'm getting it done in four days. So, Yeah, I don't understand why we don't have three-day work, three-day weekends anyways. But going back to, like, being driven by, like, productivity in America, like, that's very institutionalized. Like, oh, I can't sleep. I got to get this shit done. I'll, I'll sleep when I die. I'm going to keep grinding. That's some bullshit, dog. You keep burning your candle at two ends, you're gonna get you're gonna really hurt yourself, man. You could say that, but then we all were like, at least me, like, I like having stuff or I like being able to do stuff I want and social media is a double edged sword because I'd be looking like, damn, these motherfuckers is my age or younger and they out here getting it. Obviously some of them didn't take my path and like became entrepreneurs and stuff. So I look at them like they can do what they want, when they want. Obviously it's sacrifices they took to get to that, but it don't matter if you want something in this world, it's going to cost you something. And unfortunately, it's just a lot of time. And sometimes it's misery to get to the end goal.
just don't understand why the thing that is going to cost you is your health. Because you can't enjoy shit when you, like, laid up, sick, exhausted. And a peace of mind go a long way because I work from home. And I just look like yesterday I could have really kept going. But I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to have to do this all day tomorrow, too. So I just looked at my laptop and I was like, I could be doing this. I could be doing that. And then I woke up. I'm like, oh, I can get an early start. Like, I'm going to get an early finish. I'm not. Even if I get an early start, I'm still going to finish at my time or past my time. So oh, never having a peace of mind or always thinking about work is such a bad thing. But I feel like that's the mindset I've been in lately. It's just work, work, work. Even, well, this past weekend I had fun and I didn't do too much work. So that's good. But a lot of times all I think about is work. Yeah, and I think that speaks to, like, us taking vacations. Uh, cause like even, even, even your brother was like, oh man, I ain't going to have nothing to look forward to after cause they, my brother and his wife are going to uh, Jamaica. He's like, I ain't going to have nothing to look forward to after this. And that's a very, that's a very sad point of view, but it's very real. Like when you, when you book your vacation, you get really excited, you really ready to go. And then you like, you're like, oh, what do I do after this? Exactly. Like, and People were like, I live to live or, I mean, I live to, to vacation. So <laughs> I completely understand what he's saying. Like, I, I'm, I'm on top of this. I'm on top of that. Just go on vacation and then come back to reality. Not to say his reality be suck and he don't like what he do in his family. But if you got to look forward to a vacation for a break and then come back to your reality and don't feel the same way, I'm like, I could have went back on vacation. That's, that's why I'm like, I got a month and a half into my vacation. So I'm going to be on top of it. And then when I come back. This is why you got to plan stuff, like, often. Like, I've been on this thing where I'm going to do something fun every weekend. And typically I don't do it because I'd be scared. I procrastinate. I'd be like, I ain't going to do this by myself. I'm going to look like a weirdo. Lately I've been, like, I've been fine. I've been out here. So it's going to be a good summer. It ain't going to be a hot girl summer. But yeah, real, real hot girl shit. I'm about to be out here, okay? So, like, I'm really excited. And I'm just going to keep planning stuff for every weekend just so – I could keep, like, my spirit and, like, do something outside of just working. You think you would need to do all that if you enjoyed your job? Mm. I don't know, because my job has perks. It has it has pros and cons, so I don't want to say I don't enjoy it. Some days I don't do shit. Like, for the past month, I've been having to figure out stuff to do for my job. But now I'm, like, getting into it, so I'm like... No, yeah, I would still do it, even if I love my job, because it's fun. It's, like, fun stuff to do, but I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I love, so. And I'm tired of trying to figure that shit out. Like, I sit in my house, and I'm like, <laughs> I try to do a vision board. I try to think, like, what am I good at? What can I, like, trademark? How can I get, like, out of a nine to five? It just don't be clicking right now. I think if I love my job, though. I would need to like do extra stuff that I do. Yeah, I feel I feel like that, and I'm I'm very I'm very afraid that like I'm gonna get a job and I'm just gonna be like, she bullshit. I worked this hard for this. I feel like yes. I, I feel like in the back of my mind I'm gonna be like, cause I cause I always got some other shit going. I feel like in the back of my mind I'm gonna get a job, and then they're gonna start like it's gonna start cause like, bruh, I saw I read we so. Carthage is always, like, 
like they have the Inspire Center, which is a multi-million-dollar program that they started. That you, so basically, like they help you get jobs, they help you fix your resume, they help you get like they really guide you uh, professionally, and um, you'll ha- I'll have access to that for the rest of my life, and like um, they always uh, got all these programs that they're testing out before, and like my the, one of the classes I take um, is like the pilot. To find out if this is gonna keep being a class, or like it's just, or it's just gonna be like a just one on one thing with your advisor. But um, I read the job <laughs> the job description that should said you can have anywhere from thirty to three hundred cases for for parole and probation. I just feel like that is an unnatural amount of cases for one person to handle. And what they're gonna tell you is it's all about time management. And that's what these people love to tell you. You know, you just have to prioritize. But yet, they say prioritize, but they keep putting stuff on your plate. Like, you want me prioritized, but every day I turn around, you want me to do extra stuff on top of what I'm already going to do. So you want me to fail. That is that is a huge caseload. You're, something is going to slip through the crack. And that one thing that's going to slip through the crack is, is what's going to bite you in the ass because say you let a probably like, off the hook for something, like trying to show, like, good faith or something. Nigga gonna fuck up. And it's then, all I've been thinking and about. And then that's gonna come back on you. Well, Br- Brittany, why you didn't do this? You didn't follow policy and procedure. I was trying to give him the benefit of doubt because this is supposed to be about. Okay, I got to rant going. So, so I just feel like I wouldn't be able to live with myself if something like that happened. Like if y'all, if y'all have seen the the trial of Ga- uh, Gabriel Hernandez, when they put all those social workers on trial, I just feel like. It's easy to sit here and say, like, all those instances of, like, people trying to report that this kid was going through so much. Even the sheriff showing up multiple times in the middle of the night, seeing how he's beat up and battered and being like, oh. And and their mom, like, just, like, not even explaining away all the, the, like, all the injuries he had. She would just be like, oh, he, he lies. And the sheriff's like, oh, I'll come back in the morning and put you in my cop car. When you see this kid with fucking ligature marks around his wrists and ankles, he's smaller than everybody else. He has giant scabs on his head. Like, you can't explain that shit away, but somehow the whole system in its entirety missed that. And I just think of, like, when when I was going to Gateway, like, a big thing was, like, people would go and have interviews with the police departments, and they'll come back and talk about it in the class. And, like, if you want to work for, like, a village or something like that, you normally get interviewed by, like, a board of, like, somebody from the fire department, somebody from the police department, somebody, like, who controls the money for the village, like, people like that. And, like, I don't know, man. Like, I just feel like I kind of feel like I'm trying to fit in by getting a 9 to 5 um, because I just I just been thinking about interview questions for, like, the last month and just thinking, like, all kinds of stuff, like, um, like, cause I really, I really truly wanted to get into this to help people because I feel like felons just get the raw end of a deal, bro. And my original idea was to be like homeboy industries where I just like hire felons to do jobs. They actually can survive on, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times felons get treated like, like the bottom of the barrel, like like less than immigrants, like they get they just want they just want you to work for less than minimum wage, and like how you supposed to stay out of trouble on that shit? You know what I'm saying? That on top of all your meetings and all your 
are your requirements and shit. Like that's not that's not that's not a real thing, bro. So let me interject. So first, the Gabriel Hernandez. So on the outside, I'm just like Brittany, where you want to get into a field to help, but helping helping is so much harder than we think. Like. I work for DCFS, and I'm thinking, like, one potential career for me was to help with, like, um, get kids adopted. It's so many policies and procedures you have to go through, and a lot of times you don't even get to the finish line. Like, you get to, if it's like, you get to the first, through the first leg of it, and it's so much more than what we think it is. These systems, if you're poor, these systems are not made for you. Like, them social workers, do you think that they should have been on trial? Because I think they should have been on trial. Hell yeah, I think because, they should have been on trial. Because, like, what, um, a part of one of my jobs is to lay eyes on that on the p- person. So they lay eyes on this kid. I don't care if my caseload is, is, like, it's ridiculous sometimes. Yes, I give it to them. I'm not saying we're not overworked, underpaid. But if you see a kid like that, even if you feel like I can't do what I'm supposed to do, you need to be in touch with your supervisor. And, and some of them social workers say they were in touch with the supervisor and he failed too. But I would have took that kid out. And I under I could understand the hesitation because taking a ch- child out of the house is so hard because – it's so many things that goes on behind closed doors. Like, you have to file these petitions with the court. You have to find a suitable um, placement for them, whether that's temporary or not. Sometimes he's... But he... But he my, I don't, I don't want to cut you off because I know you was on, on the thing, and I hate when people cut me off when I'm on the thing. But he had other housing. Like, granted, he couldn't stay with his uncle anymore because his uncle's boyfriend got deported, mm-hmm. and there was alleged sexual abuse, whatever, whether that was true or not. I don't know. But... His grandparents, like, even the part where his mom, where his aunt used to stay at their house just to make sure he wasn't getting abused. I was like, what kind of shit is this? I'm telling you, like. That is, like, that is terrifying The criminal justice system, the child protective service system, all these things are so flawed. And the people in these positions, they want... We they want you to protect the kids or even like teachers. They want you to teach your kids. They want you to do everything, but they don't get paid for it. So I'm like, you paying fucking uh factory workers or like correction officers, like you pay them more than you pay people. You get what I'm saying? Like we, Yeah, that shape society. Yeah, teachers shape society. Social workers protect the children, like and you just it's just so fucking flawed. And it's, and, it's ridiculous. And social workers not even just protect the children. Uh, they protect old people. They protect everybody. Have you seen Have you seen that other Netflix uh, movie? It's called I Care. I, I want to say or I Care a lot. Nope. Then her, the Hernandez is the only one I will ever watch. No, this one. This one is called I Care or I Care a lot. Uh, that may be wrong. I don't remember. I don't know. But it's one. but it's about this this lady who find like these these rich these rich uh older people. And she has a doctor. Oh, I seen that. And they like yeah, and she has a doctor she, in the pocket. And yeah, like she has a doctor girl. in the pocket. She has uh, uh, like a retirement home in, in her pocket, mm-hmm. and she only goes at the rich old people. And she gets the doctor, who's not even their doctor, to declare them mentally unfit. And then she goes in there mm-hmm. and be- and becomes a guardian of them. Then she puts them in this home, and as soon as she puts them in the home, she strips them of all their all their money, all their. Personal their homes, like, like everything, and she says all that shit. They can't make contact with the outside world. And even though that was a movie, I guarantee it's stuff like that that happens all the time. Because when people get in a position of power, they really, like, fucking abuse it. And that shit irritates the soul out of me. Because I'm like, why?
I saw I saw this thing of, with this paramedic, and her boss was telling her like, "You're gonna meet people on their worst day. Mm-hmm. Nobody calls for help on a good day. You're gonna meet them at their worst, and that is when you're expected to be your best. And I just think like the idea, like, and then the system. These systems are so. Anytime you get a big system, it's gonna be very flawed. Just be clear on that. It's not just like public systems, but like corporations and private, stuff like that. Like private, like everything. Every America is built on greed. It is. It is. It is terrifying to know. Like, instead of addressing the the common sense problems, we just pump more money into it until a Gabriel Hernandez happens. You and know even what I'm that, there's still shit happening. Like people lost their jobs behind that, but it is so many victims, kids, elderly, like the vulnerable. Vulnerable populations suffer the most, and I just, I just don't understand why like people get into positions and like abuse it. Like, bitch, if you don't like your job, just quit. Like, I'd rather my agency not have no staff or have like one overworking people than have shitty people. Like, and this is one of the reasons I don't want to get old. Like, my mom told me stop saying this, but at fifty, I feel like I can clock out because I see the worst in people all the time. And I see, like, how they're discarded when they're old or all the health problems that you get when you're old. Even if you're taking care of your body right now, something's going to go wrong when you're older. And I'm just like, I refuse to be one of my clients. I don't I don't care. I don't care. I see the worst. I'm not dealing with it. When I can't take care of myself and I need help from outside entities, uh, I'm done. That sounds really harsh, but... I'm I'm so serious. I see this shit all the time. Me and Brandon have had this conversation more than once because we. I remember we were. I want to say we were driving in Florida and we talked about like, would you would would you want to live, would you want to live in a vegetative 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 state? state? No. I don't know because you see people waking up after they say yeah, it's vegetative, yeah. but that still require years like. First off, I don't like hospitals. I don't want you. I don't want my medical bills to be a burden on anybody. Ain't nobody helps. Ain't nobody insurance that good enough to carry you for years. You gonna, whoever taking care of you gonna be in the hole. And yes, I get they're trying to love you, take care of you. If they say I'm in a vegetative state and you didn't got a second opinion just to cover your bases, and you like, what would she have wanted? I'm telling you right now, don't let me live in a vegetative state. Pull the plug. What's the What's the time limit on that? If it's more than a year. I don't even want to say a year, but I don't want to get myself because I feel like I could fight if somebody on my bedside like bitch, you better fight because I can't do this by myself. But if it's more than a year, don't do that. Pull that damn plug. I'm I already have all my family around me. I know that, so I'm like, I want y'all to know I tried to fight. Just shit, just won't work. Yeah, we we had this talk, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't know anybody I would trust more than Brianna to make the decision because she's not like, she's not like a sentimental person. Well, she can be, but like, and 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 something like that, she's gonna be very logical and very matter of fact about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want nobody who's like, pull the plug. Wait, no, pull it or not, I don't give a fuck. And what what's so we could have it on record? This could be our like a little record. <laughs> what's your time frame? If you were in a vegetative state, would you want to be left on life support or taken off? That's hard to say, man. It depends. Like if like if like. Like, if I had a brain aneurysm or some shit, like, I don't know. But if I got, like, a car accident or some shit, like... 
I'm gonna let you fight a car accident for a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it a brain aneurysm, you might go sooner than a car accident. You know what I'm saying? Like it really depends on how you ended up there. For me, That's um, for me. don't leave me on life support, please. Cause you wake up brain dead, like that's no type of like living. Like I see old people like going around in their wheelchairs and like they old or like I live in front of like a nursing home and I see them like, oh y'all still going to the grocery store by yourself, but they put you in a damn nursing home. I don't want that. Or when like when I see people disabled, I'm like, do you really want to be alive? But it also makes harsh. But I also like as as far as like a nursing home. That also may be a very like suitable place for them, you know what I'm saying? Like all them people is not is not in there. Like, oh, I love this. But I mean, you know, you know what go on nursing homes, them damn. Staff. Some of them, some of them. But at the same time, like if I can't afford to live by myself, if I'm gonna live alone, like that's another thing about getting old. You end up living alone. It's like it's like growing up in the hood. All your friends, all your friends dead. dead. You ain't got no. <laughs> you friends. know what I'm saying? In COVID, I know I remember, people going through I remember one time Kevin Gates, he's like, I ain't got shit from the streets. I got a dead brother. I ain't, I ain't even got a pair of pants. And if I, if I do, I can't fit them because they're 40. I'm a 38. <laughs> That's very true. That's another thing about getting old. Like, make your friends now. I'm I'm going to make friends. Make your friends now because they ain't, when you get older and, like, some people I know, they all they do is go to funeral every week. I'm like, damn. Motherfuckers be having a damn obituary like it's a fucking newspaper. I'm like, like, oh. like it's like it's something to be happy about. Got that shit lined up on the wall and shit. I don't want to remember you my friends like that. You put that shit in the closet, Lord. But yeah, um, but going back to me trying to feel like I'm trying to fit in by getting a nine to five, I definitely don't want to like. I don't know because I definitely want to help, but is this the way to help? Cause it's I've, so hard. Because I've been, I've been thinking about, like, like the kind of questions they, they would ask, and I was just like, there's so many alternative ways to make money. And it's, it's you know what a, I'm saying? Yeah, it's 100,000 like ways. They're all hard, though. But, but it's going to be a group interview. They don't do one-on-one interviews no more. They got you five people on the panel. Can't say, um, you got to, like, but I, I understand what you're I'm saying. Not, I'm not concerned about, like, me being able to articulate myself well enough for them to have confidence that I'll be able to do what they're asking me to do. I mean more more in the fact of, like, is this the best way for me to affect change? You know, because I feel like I feel like I, I could I could have or I can do something that doesn't require me to have a, a college degree, like starting a nonprofit or something that just, like, helps them find better housing and, like, jobs even even if I even if I put that all on my shoulders, you know what I'm saying, and um, like actually going through with some of the businesses that I have ideas of and shit like that, like I could easily take FSE and and grow that and pump, really pump pump some energy behind that because like the growth of this show, I posted this on the Facebook page the other day, the growth of this show is a hundred percent organic. It is literally between me and my less than ten friends. Like me and a and a group of less than ten people is getting my show listened to in Russia and in Australia and Italy. You know what I'm saying? Like me and my ten friends, like friends and family. I don't want to just just say my friends. Like the the growth of this show is solely solely based on my idea and our efforts. And I feel like. 
what Brittany is saying, like, is this the way to affect change? I feel like it's a lot of people who who grow up open-eyed and, like, are so green to the world, and then you get into this world and you're like, affecting change is so much harder than <laughs> what everybody thinks it is. Like, I just think people get a reality check real quick and realize you going against society and these corporations and just the stigmas, getting rid of stigmas with certain things like the whole felon thing, no matter how good you is, or like, especially if you get a felon, like with tattoos everywhere, they always just going to be that person with the tattoos or, you know, he got a background. So getting over stigmas and just labeling other people is so much harder than what we think it is. So I don't want to say, I was optimistic coming into my career. Um, my eyes are definitely open, and I definitely realized what I don't want and what's going to be just too much. And it may be worth it in the long run, but I'm not. I think I'm not going to be the person to affect the change. Like my job is just to. Why are you doing it there? No, my my job is not to affect the change. My job is just to lessen the burden on other people because. The job I have isn't to, like, it's to promote health and, like, self-sufficiency, but I'm just trying to improve their life right now. Like, I can't do a long-term change in my current position. Like, these people, the way my job is set up is not to be, like, in 10 years, let's look at the goals. My goal is for this next year, for this next month, what can I do to help you transition or to maintain your stability? That is a change, though. Yeah, but there's little reward in that. I know you're supposed to get the reward of, like, I help somebody. But uh, but if you're doing something for a reward and you don't get the reward, was it worth doing? If you're doing things for a reward, but you don't get the reward, was it worth doing in the first place? Yeah, because the the reward I was going for, even if I didn't get it, I got it in the sense of I accomplished something. I pushed myself. So it it could be multiple rewards, and maybe I just didn't get one of them, but I did get something out of it. Like, I'm I'm not a... I'm a compassionate person. I I I can make connections with people, but at the end of the day... I know who I am, and I push myself in my work. And sometimes I'm just like, when I feel like I'm not helping my people the way I'm supposed to, that's when I know I'm going to be like, I'm quitting. Because right now I feel like I'm stagnant in one of my jobs, and I'm about to quit. It's easy money, like easy money. But I feel like I'm not growing, and I feel like when I leave this job and I go on to the next job, did I do myself any service with that last job? Did I do anything or learn anything with my last job instead of just being content? And that's where I'm at with one of them. I'm just like, I'm just here just collecting money. And it sounds good, but it's not because I'm like, I want to grow. I don't know where I want to grow to, but I just know, like, you're doing the same thing day in and day out, and you're not learning nothing. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, two points. Going back to being green, I feel like I'm very jaded. I know that wasn't about me, but I feel like I'm very jaded towards the world. Like, I have a really fuck it, I'll do it myself mentality. 
You know what I'm saying? And I feel like that's just, I feel like at some point I'm going to get like that towards the system. Like something's going to happen where I'm just like, I don't agree with the decision that's being made. So fuck it. I quit. I just feel like. And that's a lot of people. I, I, yes. feel, I feel like that is my spirit. So I'm really, I'm going to graduate college. All my friends that's listening have no fear about that. I am three weeks away from graduation. I have no intention of driving out or no wild shit like that. Like, I know I make crazy-ass decisions, but I have no intentions of, like, not graduating. Um, But, man, I feel, I feel, like, my original goal was to get this job, ride this job out for 25 years, and create some kind of foundation for my life. But if I can take that 25 years and make it really, because I've, man, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had any of these ideals and been able to execute them the way I want to, because I've always been working under the clock. I've always been having a job or two, or been in school. You know what I'm saying? I've never had the time to fully invest. To in fully invest thing. in my goddamn self, or to really push my ideals and do some of the some of the like more creative things that I want to do, you know what I'm saying? Because I have a million and two fucking ideas. But, like, some, sometimes I, lo- I legit lay in bed and I, like, that's why, like, I tweeted this other day. I said, great things happen at 3 o'clock in the morning. Katina <laughs> was like, oh, you got your stimmy? I was like, no. <laughs> I was like, no. Like, just my inspiration comes at, like, all times during the day. And it's a lot of shit. I'm like, man, I got to write this down. To get to get this, you know what I'm saying, like. Because no one goal is to fucking work for 20 years. Like, I'm not trying to work for 25 years at a job, be behind the desk. Who doing that? I mean, unless you just like a fucking surgeon I, and you just like, oh, I can't wait to cut in this person tomorrow. Like, I'm that ain't me. Yeah, I'm, I you always say like I'm just gonna ride it out 25 until I could retire, go build my own house on my own land. I'm like. That's good and all, but I'm not working nowhere for 20 years, and that's why I need to think of some ideas because this 9 to 5 is not going to last forever. Invest in me, baby. Let's I do. do this. I'm here. Oh, well. You get all my money already, the fuck? We are even. I have paid you back. Talk to us about the next podcast. I bet you she got a tab. The devil is alive. I got my stimmy. I'm not worried about nothing. $1,400. I remember that. I remember there was, I want to say Mitch McConnell, that fucking loser. He was like, it was either him or Ted Cruz, I think. They were like, oh, I voted against the 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 tax relief, the, the this last stimulus package, uh-huh. because I don't, $1,400 would make people quit their jobs, and we need people work. But are you working? Like, are you on the front line? And I'm sure, like. You think, you think $1,400, y'all, these motherfuckers have given us 2000 y'all have given us $3,200. Over a year. And rent is due every month. This Canada month- has been giving out $2,000, and they have a rent freeze, all of that shit for this whole pandemic. Let's not talk about what they're doing overseas. You motherfuckers. And $1,400 is enough to be able to pay your rent. You, your you, past rent, your, your rent due now, your car payment, your, your utilities. Kids, everything. Because that, that, that eviction freeze is coming up. And it's about to be a home, a lot of homeless people. But you got to think, all these politicians are not your regular. Wait, one more time, one more time. I saw this thing. What do you people pay? A half a million dollars for a house. 
and Buddy won't even move out the house. And he and they can't kick him out because of COVID. I burn that bitch to the ground. Yeah, I saw that, and I was like, it couldn't be me because um, you. I have a million. I have a half a million dollars worth of ashes. I burn that bitch to the ground. But you gotta realize, like when you were talking about like the common sense thing and the and the systems, we put people in position, and they're not regular folk. They they live. They push this agenda or whatever. But we all know they're not living what they preach, and like you voted against this, but your money don't stop. All your incomes of revenue. Or when they go on a break. Don't come. Like, you golfing and people out here dying. And I'm just thinking, like, every time. I don't even watch the news. I, I never I watch the news because it's either. always bullshit. I don't believe the fucking news because they only want you to to believe what they saying. But then you hear, like, the real story. I'm like, oh, y'all didn't say that. Y'all just want to, like, push y'all agenda. But every time you get on news, you hear all these fucking politicians, and you already know, like, Fox News is so skewed. But you always see these politicians talking about this and that, and I'm just like, y'all are not living in our shoes. Y'all are not, not everyday folks struggling to make ends meet. Y'all are in a position of power, and y'all just pushing what you think, what's going to benefit you and your kind. You're not thinking about the minorities. You're not thinking about these people who've lost everything. And how are you trying to come up in a pandemic? Politicians and people in power are trying to come up in a politi- um, in a pandemic versus regular folks just trying to maintain and not drown. It's a lot of people drowning out here, and they are so far underneath that they don't see a way to get out. When this freeze on on um, on evictions is over, they're gonna have to come out with some type of bill to help the millions of families who are about to be on the streets. And you know landlords do not give a fuck. They're going to evict you the first chance they get. It's a loophole. There's loopholes in any system. These landlords, fucking slumlords, always find that loophole. And I guarantee, I guarantee 2021 is going to hit a lot more families harder than we've ever seen before. I also feel like, and we say this a lot, oh, the, the people in power, blah, blah, blah. The power belongs to the people. Yeah, and because as you can see, we got Trump the fuck out of there, but he should have never been there in the first place. And if he get and back it in, in never, four years, and it should have never taken four years and two failed impeachments for him to go. But you got racism you feel and me? a separation of people. A hundred percent. But the power belongs to the people. Once the people are moved, then it's a different thing. And but and most of the time by people, I mean black people. Once black people decide that's enough shit, the world gonna motherfucking change. Because we didn't change this world enough and as many times as we have. The power belongs to the people. And I had another point to make. What, what else should we say? Um, you said the power, the people in power. Politicians pushing their agenda. How is it supposed to be moved by people when they only pushing one agenda? You got to you gotta dig. Oh, I remember, I remember. I feel like I just gave a real Joe Biden thing. Not to cut you off, but to cut you off. This is why AOC is such an anomaly. You know what I'm saying? Like, AOC shouldn't be the only person, a former bartender, who knows what it's like to be on unemployment, who's an immigrant here, who, who? Uh, Alexandria, or, or she's like a 25-year-old woman from the Bronx who ran for Congress, okay. and she's gone viral over the last couple years so many times from just being, like, on her shit, just, like, knowing. Like, I remember, like, one of them is, like, they sell a pill here for thousands of dollars, but it's thirty one dollars in Australia. She's like, "How can you do that?" Greed, America. No, no, no. Like just greed. like just like taking people to task for the fuck shit that they do 
in a real way that like hasn't been seen in a long time. And that's a necessity. That and, pill, whatever it is, is a fucking necessity. And you just you're harming or being detriment to someone's life. Or even or even when that asshole raised the price on yes. insulin. Yes. She put his ass on, on the block. You know what I'm saying? Like she holds Nancy Pelosi to to what the fuck she's supposed to do. Her um it's her Damn, damn, damn. I did not want to do this. It's her and two other women that I forgot their names. One of them, one of them is Rashida. The other one, uh, I think she's a governor from, I don't want to say, she's not a governor. She's from, like, Rhode Island or some shit. God damn, I did not want to forget their names. Um, but, like, they've been they've gotten death threats. They have go back to your country type shit. Wasn't it, like, a Muslim like that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And even, even one of them, when they stormed the Capitol... Uh, Aliana, fuck, I'm, I'm mispronouncing her name. Presley her, is her last name. They took the panic button out of her office. How the fuck does that happen? How how did all the, in the Capitol, the whole incident, I feel, it I, just I, okay, fucks Yeah, shit. yeah, and I feel like those guards are there for for decoration. It is. How, okay, go ahead. I feel, like, I feel like they're there for decoration because ain't no way in goddamn hell you got automatics and the people just ain't going to storm. You were there and you were positioned to post up and all these people still storm, but you got AKs. You ain't shooting people. Like, let that have been a mob of black folks. We would have been dead. They how, shoot, they shoot did, us. They shoot us for our God-given rights to, to gather peacefully. How that fucking gunman get that close to Cam- uh, Camilla Harris' uh, house? Like, Secret service. What the fuck? You ain't hear about none of these incidents happening when tr- when Trump came, and that's the nerve of these white people. They instigated this. They caused this. Not everybody want to be in like uproar about it. These white people are strategic when it comes and to I w- it. And I would like to take a page from Amanda Seal. And I'm There's, saying white folks because that's what it is. All fucking white folks. And you know, with police officers and everything. Fuck y'all. It's, it's white people and people who just so happen to be white. There's a difference. They got us fucked up because. You just know, like, I see so many injustices. Like, when you look at the news, I'm like, this shit is such a setup. And it, I feel like I'm not living in reality. I feel like this got to be, like. Let me tell you some shit that blew my mind, this right? This shit's crazy. So, when all the Black Lives Matter protests was happening, Natalie was out here in these streets protesting all through Milwaukee. Which, which Natalie, I would say Natalie is one of the more open-minded ones, but I didn't think she was about that life. But she was out here in these streets. And her mom was with her one time. And her mom texted me. And she was like, she was just like in awe. Like me and her mom have conversations about black shit all the time. Cause she's like one of those people who don't understand, but want to understand. You know what I'm saying? She doesn't act like she understands. She's, she's, she's very open to the conversation, which I have a lot of respect for. And she sent me something and she was just like, I want to say it was the first time she saw the world. For what it is. Yeah. But I was like, I was like, that's wild, though. Your kids are Puerto Rican, bro. Like, your kids aren't white. When you have white kids, you see shit differently. And I've been very blessed to have some white people in my life who, like, are with the shits and they understand. Casey is very with the shits. Casey is very with the shits. Jenny is very with the shits. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're not just going to be standing there and, like, taking shit or, like, letting somebody be outly racist or, like, uh, overtly racist. I don't know if I used that word right. But even, like, Nick Miranda and, like, all of them people, like, really with the shits about, like, 
people just not being a piece of shit. And it's so you know fucking obvious. Like you, there's it's twenty twenty one. There's no way you can unintentionally have blinders. If you have blinders and refuse to admit what's happening to black folks, brown folks, that is you want to be. That's being willfully, willfully ignorant because there there's no reasoning. There's no justification for the injustices that we face on a fucking daily basis. This shit blows my mind and it pisses me off. This is why I refuse to get in conversation with somebody. I'm not going to talk you out of your point of view. If that's how you feel, stay over there. Because if you come around with me, I'm going to call that shit out. And I'm you're going to be mad. Like, I didn't think she was that type bitch. I'm always going to be that type of person. Don't ever be like, well, he deserved no bitch. No. Don't talk about black on black crime. Don't talk about none because it's always white on white crime. It's always that. But y'all always want to point out the negative shit. But you want to point out the negative shit of black folks, but you want to steal everything from our culture. Like, bitch, you either with us or against us. But you're not going to be like, I think it's wrong when snaps, they do that. But let me do that. this. No, bitch. It was wrong when we did it. And now it's wrong for you to like, we don't have shit in this country. Y'all are literally killing us for no fucking reason. No reason. There's fathers and... Don't let me start this prison. Oh, on this prison shit, criminal justice coming out. Wait. Wait. Back to my point about Nita Mama, because I want to finish that. Um, it's wild that she, because she has Puerto Rican and she's just now seeing the world yeah, for what it is. Yeah, but I was just like, wow. Like, you didn't, and not just specifically her, but, like, people just, this is the first time. You really seeing it? Like, but, I, yeah, I was just like, I mean, I appreciate the willingness to learn. I appreciate being open. I appreciate you putting your body on the line out here in these streets. Like, for her and her defense, she probably just never ran into it. Like, because some people I, are... I feel, and I some, agree with some that. Some people just just, just live their life. Like, they just go to work, take care of their kids, do stuff they enjoy. 100%. So, so they're not even paying attention to, like, the outside of anything. They just focus on them and their family, which, in her case, is understandable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in other cases... I'm not, say, I'm not saying her finally realizing things was a negative thing. At all. I just, I was just like, I've only known what it's like to see the world as a black person. As a black woman, I've only known one vision of this world. So to see somebody else come around that corner and see it, I was like, wow. And she's the older person. Yeah, so I was picture like, wow, like, bro. Picture young folks coming around that corner at a way younger age and like. But I mean, but, but I just thought about like. Not even having the opportunity to see it a different way, because black people, our kids grow up fast as fuck. We have like, some early conversations, but 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 like all these all these shooters, even bro that shot up Atlanta, they was like, he oh, was he was having a bad day. He was having a bad day. If that was and, a nigga, and they, he would have been dead. And they and they and they they talk about these people like they're young adults and children. But Tamir Rice, who was playing with a BB gun, if it, even if it looked like a real gun, you made the decision. That that real gun was a good enough reason to kill him before you can put your car in park. You say he having a bad day. That is a grown man. The dude who came to Kenosha and did that shit. They had GoFunds me. He and, 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 like, and they keep talking about these people like they're children. Right. These are but, grown but folks. But black kids off the rip are men. As soon as you born, you a man. 
as in the black world, as soon as you're born, as soon as you're old enough to get a job or make it out the house and could be on your own, you is considered a man. You're supposed to, like, you're just ha- you have those conversations. As soon as you're old enough to go outside and play, you having that conversation. Don't fuck with the po- not fuck with the police. Don't talk to the police. Mind your business. Like, you're just brought up to see the world for what it is. We and you're know- literally having these conversations at six, seven, eight, nine, bro. Elementary. Like, I guarantee you go to any school right now, you talk to a young black man, like... Boy. Yeah, you go to talk boy, to a young boy. child. As social workers, when I work for um, DCYF, you go into schools. I like, and that's a part that I felt iffy about because you go into these schools, you talk to these kids in school because you know you can't get them at home because their parents not going to say... They, the parents not going to allow it. Yes, it is some abuse happening, but some of these reports that people get, you're going in there talking to an underage child who is scared as hell. I've seen this black, like a black girl, and you can just tell, like, she didn't know what to say. I didn't believe abuse was happening because, again, I'm a black female. I know what it is to grow up in a black household. And the report, I was like, this is sketchy. This is just a white person not staying in their lane, like, oh, she was too aggressive. No, bitch, we just talk to our kids differently. We raise them differently. But to actually go into someone's school without their parents, and in her mind, I know she already knew, like, I can't tell them nothing. Like, what happens in the house stays in the house. And and there's, there's been this debate on Twitter for the last two days about, like, whooping your kids. And whooping your kids is just, like. It's not beating. We're not saying beat your child. But an ass whooping. With a belt? No, so the conversation is, that's slave shit. Because, like, one of the examples is, like, if your friend do something you don't, you don't like, do you beat the dog shit out of them? And, like, you you beating your kids is just a sign of your frustration. Instead of allowing them to grow and make mistakes. That's one thing, like, I really take from Cass is how he raised his kids. It's like, he don't whoop, he don't whoop them for everything. He talked to them even after the whooping. He talked to them. But parents only know what they know. We cannot get mad at parents for doing what they know and being the best version of who they are. So when we get, we grew up getting whoopings, it's because their parents whooped them. So they're like, this is the way of discipline. And another thing is like, sometimes when you whoop your kids, it's because you don't have the time to communicate the correct way. And you don't know how to communicate because your parents didn't communicate with you. So you can't blame your parents for, for not knowing something. You get what I'm saying? Like Exactly. Like you can't They the best I, version I, of themselves right now. And, and and man, that's that's I can't I can't blame for people I can't blame people for not knowing what they don't know. Exactly. Like if my daddy was raised away and he turned around and raised us the same way, I can't be mad at him, bro. I can be mad at him for realizing shit was fucked up and not changing it with us. But at the same time, who's there to facilitate that change? You feel me? Like he came from a woman seeing seeing a woman get abused. He came from not having a father in the home. He came from having to get it out the mud, literally having to move across the country at sixteen to go to job corps, getting your GED, multiple jail stints, having kids, and motherfucker telling some, "Oh, you can leave him here. Shit, go live your life." And when they say leave him here, they're not talking about raising us. They talking about abandoning your kids. My daddy, the only daddy in the family. I keep saying that. I got a shit ton of cousins, bro. My daddy, the only one out here buying shoes and coat, shoes and coats, giving these kids rides, investing in them, talking to them. That's why, I like, a lot of my cousins, they wouldn't dare disrespect my daddy because my daddy come from that life. He understand that shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, how I'm, how how I'm gonna be mad at him for raising us the way he did? I have issues with it 100, percent 
but I can't be mad about it, bro. And I can only, I can only change what I do with my kids because the only real teacher in life is experience. And that just bring it back to the whole like to sum up this whole thing was just like change. Like it's up to us to change what we don't like, and it's a lot of fuck shit happening on in this world. And I, I want y'all to know it's gonna be a part two because me and Brad, I, I'm not even gonna cap with y'all, bro. We didn't have shit to talk about before I turned this damn microphone off. <laughs> and just like that, it's been an hour, bro. And that's how this show started. Us having conversations like this on the road. And I, I don't want to say I'm a debate, but I want somebody to come up here and be like, I want somebody to come up here and try to, like, fact check or be like, but what about this person or something? And try to just act like they so ignorant because what you're not going to do is come in here and play in front of my face. Like, And I also feel like, like I just said, the only teacher in life is experience. You cannot teach me something based on your experiences. Unless you a black hell, and I can't even teach you on a black. Black is not monolithic. Right. I can't even teach you on a black man experience. I'm a black woman who was raised by a black man and woman, but I can't even tell you about the black man experience because I don't live that life. I can, I see it and I completely understand my brothers and my like uncles and all those points of view, but I can't even tell you about that. All I can tell you about mine, but what you're not going to do is try to act like there's not injustices everywhere happening in this world with these major systems. Big facts. Okay, so we got to wrap this up because I did not book enough studio <laughs> time for this, but this is very lit and I'm very passionate about this conversation. Um, my let's hear it. Um, I started listening to Crime Junkies again, and that right there will have your ass shook in broad daylight. That's why I stopped listening to it over a year ago. Um... That new Taylor Swift album coming out. And based on the first single, we out here. It's a sad girl summer. We out here. Uh, Meg Thee Stallion said, it's real hot girl shit. I'm going to be out here. But my man coming to pick me up later. <laughs> and that's the tone for the summer. Um, man, I've been thinking about buying a food truck. Anyways, that's another conversation for that. a little bit of money. And this girl Not even buy that. I, sh- I, sh- I, showed you, I showed you the trailer. Yeah, but Brittany, Brittany gets the money. That girl act like she don't know how to live on the budget. No more. I want to buy a car. For what? Mm-hmm. Anyways, wanna, anyways, 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 I'm going to tell them all my business. That's a conversation for another day. But my last hear it is the new Taylor Swift album. Crime Junkies is out. Um, What's the date today? The 6th, Tuesday. Okay, I want to be ambitious, and I'm, I want to say this, but if you follow the Facebook page, you saw that I put the teaser out for the merch. I want to be ambitious. This is going to come out on the 7th, April 7th. I want to say. Oh, this episode. Yeah, this episode comes out April 7th. I want to say. By vacation, it should be done. It should be up. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I'm having prototypes. I'm waiting for the clothes to come in. April 7th, the clothes should be here. Is your website up? I need the clothes to put like. Oh, the, to put like, my bono website. Yeah, and the product description, like yeah. cotton and yeah, blend yeah. and how to wash, all that kind of shit. I already made the Big Cartel site. I went with Big Cartel. Instead of Etsy? Yeah. Um, I want to say, I want to say Friday, April 9th, there'll be two listings on the on the Big Cartel site, which I will put on the Facebook page. If you do not follow the Facebook page, I don't know what the goddamn tell you. Also, Nick is gonna put we're 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 working on an intro. Nick's gonna fuck my lips here. Go ahead. No, no, no. Nick's gonna put his top three intro intros at the end of at the end of this episode. Please vote on those. 
Let me know on the Facebook page at Talk That Talk on Facebook. Let me know what you think. The winner will be the one, the people's choice, will be the one that's played at the beginning of the episode. Shout out to Nick. Thank you for the quick turnaround. Appreciate you, bro. Go ahead, Brandon. I ain't got no less here. I just want to have us be able to say that. Oh, my birthday, May 21st. So, turn up for a bitch. That's it. We're going to Mexico. It's going to be Liddy. Uh, <laughs> this is the only time I'm going to act like a thought. <laughs> it's going to be Liddy. Okay. Thanks again for listening. Uh, remember to follow the Facebook page. Remember to uh, subscribe and leave a comment wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for telling a friend and telling a friend, but not telling my mama because she don't bring it up no more. So thank you so much. Peace out. Talk that talk. Talk, 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 talk,